Hello, and you are listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast powered by the BatmanUniverse.net. Check out the BatmanUniverse.net for this and many other Batman podcasts. I'm Josh, and joining me this week is... This is Donovan. And this week's episode is called A Dead Man Feels No Cold. Mr. Freeze uh, wants to rescue his wife, you know, from the GCBD's protective custody, since he now knows how he can freeze her and add a cure, but... Uh, Nora Fries has other plans. Meanwhile, you know, Bruce uh, is finally uh, uh, seen a therapist after, you know, Alfred said, no, no, no. I promised his parents I would never let him do that in season one. And uh, it's going a little psychotic. Alfred's like, oh, by the way, um, apparently it all it took was like five minutes of digging to find the killer of your parents. Here <laughs> Sorry for uh, the wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, he, he talks to Alfred about what he wants to do and he talks to Selene about what he wants to do, which we'll get into that when we talk about the episode. Uh, so anyway, actually, let, let's talk about that now. Um, having just watched this, because it's it's it is very late Monday night, folks, and Don and I, you know, <laughs> are just getting together. We got we to be at the office in the morning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How did you? Yeah, exactly. So we could talk about this by the water cooler. Water cooler, as in you're not sending me to the cooler. <laughs> Right. <laughs> yeah. I guess no Batman and Robin jokes for a while because I don't think he's like returning next episode. Thank God. Well, honestly, I, I wonder about that because that like because he's in Hugo Strange's employee and Hugo Strange will be there for a while. I wonder if he's going to see him again. I, I honestly don't know. How did you like this episode? Um, it's by and large it's kind of the same as a uh, last episode. There were things I liked, things I didn't like, things I was kind of sucked at engaged in, and things I was rolling my eyes at, and. Again, I, I, I don't. I think that it's about when I say an average episode of Gotham, I mean that by saying that it's pretty uh, traditional in how Gotham usually is, and that you know, like, like whether you like it or dislike it, is all upon the person. And I, I thought that like it played to its strengths and it played to its weaknesses, so it was very straightforward in terms of what the show is. What about you? Okay, uh, <laughs> how do I say this? There were some great scenes this episode. Some scenes I really enjoyed. However, a lot of this episode and a lot of my reaction to it is killed by that last like twenty minutes and like and by a lot of the humor. Oh, that's a solid like half. <laughs> yeah, maybe not twenty minutes, but like the last act. Like, what was that? What was that? Oh, my gosh. What was some of that stuff? What am I watching? What is this? You you can't be serious, Gotham. Oh. Welcome to my world. Let me give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 indeed. Oh, where, where, where to begin? You know what? Like, well, let, let's let's head up like like your biggest uh, like like what specific was it? I was like, all, like, all over the place. Most of the freeze crap was. Oh, the whole Mr. Freeze thing ended. Like Mr. Freeze is like origin is accelerated. Like. I mean, I thought that I thought that we were jumping the gun, you know, at the end of the Galavan episode, where like we saw him with his cold gun, and like he's already Mister Freeze. But like, good, good lord, everything's already in in place now. Gotham couldn't resist. They were like, it, it's like when you give a kid, you know, like a piece of birthday cake, and it's like now, 
you can only have one slice. We have to save the rest. And you turn around, and the whole cake's eaten. Like, <laughs> can you resist? They're like, can we have another bite of Mr. And, oh, so much stuff. Okay, you're a freeze. <laughs> you're another bite of Mr. I don't know how to say this. And I know that canon and continuity is all over the place, but I don't know how to say this. Mr. Freeze does not freeze her by, like, spraying her with the freeze gun from head to toe. She's put in, like, a little stasis tube. Like, that's not how it works. He doesn't freeze her with his gun. That was so, that was like, and I know that the show is taking liberties, but just like seeing that visually, I was like, this is incredibly stupid. <laughs> and, and, and then when he's like, there's only one thing to do. Yes, yes, yes. That, 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 that was very bad. The guy's acting like his face is like, uh, I was like, oh. Uh, it, it, it looked like he was doing something that, like, some men do when they're by themselves and need to relieve tension. <laughs> wow. Wow. I'm being completely serious. Wow, Josh. You're coming with it tonight. <laughs> Midnight be damned. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love it. I, I've not lost hope in the show, especially after the promo, which we'll get into. Like, have you seen the promo? For next I did not. I'll, I'll do it before okay, you get okay. so we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it at the end. And like, the, the, mm. I, I think that you'll be salivating when you see that promo. But uh, <sighs> come on, guys! Like, save some cake for the birthday party. Well, like, well honestly, like when we like, when we saw Mister Freaking Freeze like like like, like crip walking down the alley in the in like the Missy's finale. To me, it's like, okay, there's, there's no real place to go. And so, okay, Dora's dying. I knew she was not making out of the season alive. Because, because this, they would not, they would, uh, like, 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 this would not end without him becoming Mr. Freeze. And I agree that, like, the way it was done was stupid. But I feel that, like, we've hit this beat before. Where this, like, this is basically the scarecrow from last year. A two-parter where, where the character has basically become the scarecrow near the end. More or less. But Jonathan Crane is not as, like, junior or, like, whatever. Is not as close to becoming the scarecrow as Mr. Freeze was to this. Like, you got the sense that, like, Jonathan Crane probably has, like, you know... They could milk his origin story for five or six more episodes if they have to. He's not the scarecrow yet. Mr. Freeze is Mr. Freeze. Including, like, ah... Hugo Strange like, oh, and we have a suit for you. By the way, like, I, I know I'm getting off top, but every time, like, this, like, Doctor Strange, it's weird calling him Doctor Hugo Strange. Because <laughs> of Marvel, but, like, I know, but, like, he's Hugo. It's, Professor it's, it's, Strange. It's, it's, weird, it's weird saying his first name and his last name. Professor though, Strange. Okay, every time Professor Strange and, like, Miss Peabody talk... It is such like mwahaha. <laughs> no, it's bad. I, I, that, that first scene where they're like, he must be trying to save his wife. Oh, I know what we'll do. We'll set a trap. I, like I, one of them is it, any second now. One of them is going to say, Falcone is a weak old man." And then the other one will stroke their stroke their beard, their beards. Uh, it, it's season one, like fish, like the first half of the season. Like it, They're going to say Falcone is a weak old man any second. Here's, here's, here's what, what, what I realized BD1 was doing, because last episode I was like, man, I hope he's not playing this like, you know, some sort of like, like, like wacky stereotype. He's not. He's going for a full-on supervillain. He's going for full-on shameless performing at, at, on the back of the like, he's like, He's like, oh, yeah. He's playing to the back of the room. He is, like, yeah. And it's, it's, it is a shameless performance. Like, like, Hugo Strange is not three-dimensional in this episode at all. And, uh, to the point where it's like, oh. <laughs> he's, he's, he's like, I have a way out for you. And then, like, you know, it's like, whoops, cops, it appears I can't. <laughs> In a very obvious way. Can this guy be any more like. <laughs> he's, 
not worried about getting caught at all, like, doing that whole, like, announcer thing to, like, Mr. Yeah, when, when, when Peabody was behind him, I, I, I thought he was going to be like, oh, shit, oh, it's just you, Peabody. Like, like, but no, he's, he's like, oh, yes, come in, my dear. <laughs> now, again, I love B.D. Wong, and I always will, but he's, he is chewing the scenery and spitting it out. <laughs> they, they need to cut this bleep out. <laughs> I bleep myself so I don't have to, to cut this bleep out before, like, like, in the next few episodes, like, change the direction. Tone it down a bit. Like, okay, remember, like, Jerome at the beginning of this season? He was, he was over awesome. the top, but he was over the top in a way that fit. Well, we hope because of his character. Right. And uh, compare that to some other villains that, you know, this see. Like, let's see. Who are some... Even Galavan, in his most, like, Galavanius, like, he would in private be mwahaha evil, but then in public, you know, like, he, he would tone it down. Well, here's, here's, here's the thing about, about those two examples. I'm not familiar with the guy who played Jerome. I know, I know he's in um, another show that I can't recall right now, but, like, uh, and then Galavan, I've said I've seen his, I've seen that actor before play bad guys. I don't know if Beanie Wong's ever played a bad guy before, so I think that he's relishing a bit too much in his performance. And here's another thing about that Gotham does. It's the direction. It's like a, it's, it's, he, he's playing it like a Saturday morning cartoon show. He, he absolutely is. But here's what Gotham does. Gotham super overindulges in the type of bad guy that really loves being a bad guy because every single villain in this show always they, they always like rub their bellies and just laugh evilly and are so happy with being I mean they're 60s Batman villains they're so happy with being evil and, 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 and whenever, whenever someone's getting tortured everybody's like, like yes ha 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 and no one the F acts like that no one acts like I, that. I didn't enjoy the Firefly arc that much, but even she had like some pathos and like that's true. Uh, that's true. And, and wasn't over the top. Like you have villains, you know. Like the show can do like conflicted villains. I, be, I and be Batman's so supposed to be full of conflicted villains, but nope, not on this show. Yeah, like, like is this guy not worried about? Then again, like we're talking about him not worried about getting caught. What? what wasn't Galavan like? Kidnapping the president of the United States <laughs> <laughs> and like going like and then, and, then, and then running for president. <laughs> yeah, like, he was constantly like kidnapping senators and stuff, and like <laughs> and then leaving them alive. Yeah, in warehouses by themselves <laughs> with boxes on their heads. Oh, this show has been an interesting ride. Oh, okay. Like I'm so glad that like like we can agree to, like that something was awful because it's been a long time. Well. Okay. Uh, yeah, I, I get it. We, we, we both hated the Blind Fortune Teller episode. There's scenes of this episode that I did enjoy, and there's moments that I enjoyed. Like, there's never an episode of Gotham that I don't get at least one thing out of. This Mr. Freeze thing could have ended a few different ways, and that would have changed my feelings about it. Like, he didn't have to go full Mr. Freeze by the end of this episode, but he did. And not only did he go full Mr. Freeze, but you had to have... Like, he looked effing ridiculous. Yeah, and you had to have Hugo Strange delivering the most, like, you know, filmation, you know, show <laughs> dialogue. Like, yes, you now can only survive in this, and we're building this. Oh my god, that exposition was terrible. It seems that you can only survive in below freezing temperatures. We've developed this robot suit for... Which, by the way, his costume was redonk in this episode. He looked like a freaking spaceman. Which I don't know that Freeze is supposed to look like, but he, but he literally looked like a like a, an astronaut from the 1940s. We joked about that, like, last episode when we talked about the promo. I don't mind that... As much as like everything else, because it's like a proto. I, I, really, I, I honestly didn't see the point of it because he was just using he was using a, like a parka in the previous episode. Yeah, he and he doesn't need you know like I mean I guess he doesn't need a suit. Yeah, no, but 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 like but he doesn't need a suit to like yeah. Uh, what what was that supposed to be at the end? All those people in tanks, by the way, is that supposed to be freeze? It's supposed to be a nod to the prestige. <laughs> um, well, there was Ga- I mean, there was Galavan. Okay, was that Gal? Okay, that was Galavan. That was because he, he saw the bullet wound and it was it was the same actor, obviously. 
Unless, unless, were those all Galavans? Like, because it looked like they were the same. Well, there was Galavan, and, and right behind him, right behind Galavan, it looked like it was Jerome. Okay, l- let me. <laughs> I have, I have, I have this open in my browser. Let's. Huh? It's, like, it's like in the last ten seconds. Yeah, I know. I'm, I'm fast forwarding. Oh, Hugo Strange talking <laughs> for your fries. Have <laughs> this. <laughs> <laughs> Look, 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 look at his hair. His hair is crazy. He's he's gonna like join um the uh oh what was that? Episode? He looks like the freaking cold miser. He, he's gonna join the meow meow beans people from season five of Community. <laughs> in that Logan's Run spoof, he's he's gonna join the fives in that like mystical room. <laughs> oh, his eyes, his eyes. Yeah, anyway, yeah. Uh, uh, on the subject of eyes, um, <laughs> I know that this isn't this episode, but it's Gotham related. You know how on Facebook it does the whole, like, you know, on this day last year thing? Sometime, like, in the last, like, week or two, it, it had, like, me posting the day that fish lost try in that episode. And somebody was like, I can't see a way out of this. And I replied to them, of course not. It would be really stupid if they were, like, to, to find a way to reverse this. <laughs> One episode later. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Literally. So, close up on, like, someone's bicycle shorts. Camera spins around. It's... Why are they naked? Um, okay, I see. Uh, I don't know. Dignity. <laughs> um, On Gotham? Okay. The hell you say? Why not? <laughs> okay, uh, I guess it kind of looks like Gallup. It's hard to... Okay, and then I see, I see a one-armed guy. I don't see that. There's also Jerome. Is that... Okay, he has Jerome's hair. I don't know if that's supposed to be Galavan. Like he he doesn't look like Galavan, but it's a, yes, it is because like he has a, he has a bullet wound, and it, uh, to me it looks, it looks like I don't I forgot the other's name, but it looks, looks like him. Who lost an arm in Gotham? Uh, I don't want to say Butch, but he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> if he was there, that'd be bizarre. Like, how, when did Tigress do that? Is Hugo Strange gonna create like a, a zombie army of all the dead <laughs> Gotham villains? Well, I mean, the Monster Man, remember from Batman number one. Oh, okay. <laughs> Faith temporarily restored. Oh, well, I don't know. I mean, I, I, can you imagine them doing that story in this show? Like giant people. Sorry, giant people running around, and Gordon's like, you know, as much as I hate to take a life, I'm afraid this time is necessary. <laughs> and gunning them down in a biplane from the 1930s. <laughs> as, as he's in the Gordon plane, <laughs> and he kills Galavan again with like with the noose, just like you know, Batman. Did he's better off this way. <laughs> and, 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 uh, and Barnes is right there, Gordon. I saw you killing Galavan. Um, well, that is to say that. Um, double jeopardy. You can't charge me for killing him now if you investigate him for me for killing him before. That's not how double jeopardy works, Gordon. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in for it now. <laughs> uh, but, but, but let's go back to Mr. Freeze. This episode basically was everything that I was screaming about in the interim. Like, when the episode begins, it's like, like, we're like, we must go to Ace Chemical Plant, you know, the future side of the Joker. It's Freeze's, it's Freeze's secret hideaway, which, it looks a lot like the place from Batman and Robin, actually. So they go there. <laughs> he walks in and he sees Chris O'Donnell coming out of ice. <laughs> <What happened? laughs> That's exactly, for some reason, they're time displaced. <laughs> 
I just met your parents last season. But... <laughs> a, you know who I am? <laughs> but um, but he, they go in there and everyone's frozen. I'm and, a friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. They go in there and everyone's frozen. And because they're not main characters, Bullock, Bullock just quips away. And and then and then it's like, you know, we must find Mr. F- Mr. Freeze before, he, before it's too late. And it's like, great. Oh, wait, not. You're not Batman. It's like, this is exactly, like, like, there's nothing different about this. In essence, then there would be on a Batman story, and it's like I guess it's mercifully ended because Mister Freeze like is temporarily taken out of the picture, but because I thought that he would be I thought that he was going to be in a coma for like years and years until he just wakes up and becomes a villain, but no, no, he wakes up like five minutes later and B.D. Wong says, "Oh yes, you are now you are now known only as Mister Freeze, and you shall serve me as a supervillain. Don't you like that idea?" And I guess he says yes. So because evil. <laughs> <laughs> Here's the thing. It would have been a lot better if free, if if the actor played him a lot more dead emotionally, like like no, my Nora is gone, so you know I have nothing to live for. And like I, even when he woke up, he was kind of like, like zero emotion. Yeah, yeah. On the subject of emotions, okay, Marina Bacarin, great job this episode. She was she, I, she was awesome. I really liked her. This was a great Lee episode. However, on the subject of emotions, Nora Freeze turns into a porcelain doll right in front of her, and Lee has like she's like that's interesting. She's <laughs> like wow, well. She really loved you. <laughs> yeah, she's, she's just a person like like, like crack and disintegrate. I was afraid for Lee for a moment, but like I knew that she wasn't going to die because she's a main character. But I was like, what if Freeze like blames Lee on this? And like instead of blaming Batman, like Lee, you're the reason why my Nora died. You switched the Freeze things, didn't you? Didn't you? Well, and, 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 and fairness, like 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 the other one was in her hand, so like he knew that like Lee didn't do it. Yeah, but when you're like a grief-stricken husband and you want to get revenge on someone, he'll, he'll he'd find an excuse. But I mean, I was kind of glad that they didn't go that route. What did you think about Nora Nora Freeze committing suicide? The moment that like she's like, yes, as long as I'm alive, I was like, okay, <laughs> here we go. Oh, that entire like like last scene where they were like like hugging and kissing, I was like, like this is Chekhov's body. It, it was also weird to like. Uh, the thought hit me too. Like he's full on Mister Freeze, although like I, I he has hair. I, I, I didn't know anything when when I said that, but like at that at that point when they were hugging, I was thinking he's full on Mister Freeze, but he he's not until the end of the episode. But anyway, this is one of the only times that like Nora's been around while he's operating as Mister Freeze and killing people. Like usually that doesn't start until after she's already in the coma. Or you know, or when she's like a fire monster in Batgirl or something, <laughs> which 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 I'll admit wasn't a very good story. <laughs> it's it's really weird. Like if you like, and because like it happened in Batgirl, a title that like you know, while it was a good title, like it wasn't read by like a majority of Batman fans. Like a lot of Batman fans don't realize. Um, you know, they did a story where Mister Freeze's wife like comes back. Oh, what happens? Uh, she becomes a demon fire monster. No, that, that was that was like within the last three issues of the title too. So it was it was near the very end. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think like that carried over into any of the titles at all that I can remember. No, I don't think so. I mean, <laughs> I, I always prefer this this type of origin to the New Fifty Two origin, where he's just he's just flat out crazy, and they're basically doing like, the Clayface War origin. I think that there's something interesting about that. Like, I, th- I think it's a good idea, but I prefer the Denia origin. I, I, I think it's a good idea for a story, but it also robs a very empathetic and sympathetic character of that empathy and sympathy for for basically for shock value. It's not well, a it's not I, a bad idea in itself. Some empathy and sympathy because like he's so in love and obsessed with this woman who he never even knew. I think that there still is kind of a tragedy there. But it, I mean, going back to Gotham, it is weird for me that like this is a version of Nora who's around while Freeze is going Nora, around killing people. Like Nora. she's she's. 
she yeah, she's witnessing that. Like she's not in her coma. And that's what I don't like about it. Like 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 from right away, he's just like un- he's he's irredeemable to me because like it's not until it's one thing for him to do science and like try to freeze her, but for him to like just kill people and like steal things for her i don't like that because it makes him literally froze her with her freeze gun that was so stupid i don't to me it's like he's he he becomes a villain after she's gone but beforehand he's like he's just a dick like like like, screw mr freeze like why should we feel bad for him because he's he's already like doing things oh because he loves her so he's really a good guy no f that that's 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 crap (laughs) he looks at lee's like womb and thinks one day i'm gonna kidnap that baby and try and harvest her for or for for her jesus christ so i can save my wife (laughs) i was expecting anyone was to say don't hurt her she's pregnant but no one ever said that uh i i feel like no one ever said that no so many words and like lee like told them shut up and don't use the baby as an excuse okay but the baby's kind of a legitimate excuse that was a little weak. <laughs> oh, yeah. By the way, the, the debate that Don and I had, like, is Lee pregnant or not? Uh, I guess we can consider that over for now. Unless, like, Glee style, it's revealed that she was wearing a pregnancy pouch. <laughs> Miranda McCarran's pregnant, and she said the character says pregnant. What would you want? <laughs> well, I mean, she and I both had a... Where are they going, Lee? Like, like, she, she was a little shifty about the whole thing in the mid-season finale. No, I... Well, and I forgot, I forgot, like, like until, like, before we recorded our podcast episode that, like, the actress was pregnant. Because the actress was announced to be pregnant before that episode came out. Yeah. So, um... But, uh, but she rubbed her belly in this episode. It's like, there's no shenanigans they're, they're trying to pull. I don't think... You Even know though, like, they're not trying to hide her pregnancy, for some reason, she's still... And I said this last episode, she's still wearing giant black coats and, like, dark outfits. That's just a, I don't know what to tell you, man. That's a coincidence. I, 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 I think that, like... Two episodes in a row?! She's pregnant though. Like, like, like she's, she's supposed to be. Was she supposed to be wearing a bikini? Like, yes, kissy <laughs> Suzuki style. I, I, I really don't understand what you're what trying to get. In the Savage Land was pregnant. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let, let her wear white. Let's show off her pregnancy. Like her character's pregnant. Maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe the actress doesn't want to. Like, like I, I really, I really don't know. Okay, but if she's wearing a giant black coat and dark clothes in the next episode. You tell me that this is still a coincidence. But but it doesn't make sense. <laughs> like, I know, that's what makes it a little bit. If she's wearing black clothes... If she's wearing black clothes, I don't think that the answer is obviously they're trying to keep it a secret from us. That's why they tell us in, like, in this real life. <laughs> that makes no freaking sense. <laughs> it is too late for the scrap. <laughs> Oh God! What else happened in this thing? Um, uh, well, we're talking about Lee, so let's talk about Lee. Uh, I enjoyed, you know, her kind of like insistence on like, no, I'm her doctor. I'm going to be a part of this. Well, I, I just, I just like you know, like, like, like are you going to take her to Arkham? Is that a good idea? Yeah, it's a perfect idea. She'll be fine. Okay, then I'm going to. What? No, that's a terrible idea. You'll, you'll be in danger. Oh, so she's in danger, and I'm, and I'm not. <laughs> you guys are using her as bait. No, we're not. But you want Freeze to capture her at Gotham at Arkham, and you're putting her there so that he'll find her. Yes, that's the definition of bait. Well, um, this is the exact kind of thing that Commissioner Gordon would argue against for Batman. But never mind. <laughs> well, this is young Gordon, and like Batman, that Batman's still you know like struggling through puberty as like he goes through his like ninth growth spurt. <laughs> he grew another half foot. <laughs> but whenever like Bruce is gone for like an episode or two, they always say, "Oh, he was in Switzerland." I know. Yeah, he's been. He's done that before. Like, was it? Was it this season? Yeah, or over the summer. The, or, it, 
either this season or like, and I think last season too. It's like the next time he comes back from Switzerland, like, he's always doing that, that, that skiing scene from Batman Year One. Like yeah. this isn't a, this isn't a game. I need an ally. I need Detective Gordon. <laughs> Bruce, oh, he, he has a castle. He's been shot four yeah, times. Next time he comes back from Switzerland, you know, like <laughs> Selena's gonna be like, "Hey, kid," and Bruce is gonna turn around. Hey, Selena. <laughs> oh my gosh, your voice. I know it's called puberty. Yeah, I, I, I don't. I don't know how how tall um, Cameron Beacon Condova is, but Davi Mazzas. By this point, this episode, he is clearly taller than her, and I don't think he was initially. But like he, like he straight up is he's like looking down on her, like as he's standing right next to her. It's, it's kind of amazing. <laughs> They're coming close <laughs> to the Batman and Catwoman, but yeah, literally. And then I, I love her. One of my favorite moments is like, ah, oh, this hospital room's good. Right next to this woman, Barbara King. You have no problem with this. And she's like, you have you got, have got to. to be kidding me. <laughs> that, was, I, that was almost like, I almost felt like that was an ad lib. It was like, like, my worst enemy, how I could kill her. It's like, oh, do you two know each other? <laughs> I'm carrying the baby of her ex-fiance. <laughs> and I used to be her therapist, and I bashed her skull in. <laughs> and, then she, and then she kidnapped me during a magic show. And then, and then she tried to marry my ex-fiance, and then like fell out of church window right, right, before, right after she tried to gut me. Oh, okay, so you two are old friends. <laughs> Keen, eh? <laughs> I love her, like, leaning over, like, uh, Barbara, like, you have no idea what you're missing, bitch. I thought she was spit in her I, face. I, I was I was expecting, like, Barbara to wake up or something, like, don't tempt fate. It's like that scene in, like... It reminded me of, um, in, in, um, because I just read it, like, kind of the symbiotes were, like, please, guys, he's in a coma, but, like, he blinks and stuff. <laughs> It reminded me of, um, like, be, and I watch way too many kids' movies, like, the first Land Before Time movie, uh, the Tyrannosaurus Rex Sharptooth, like, the little baby Triceratops thinks that it's dead, so she starts taunting it, oh, yeah. and, then, and then it wakes up, and she, like, about pisses her pants and, like, runs away. <laughs> I was like, I was expecting, like, Barbara Keen to, like, wake up, like, Sharptooth, and, like, <laughs> Lee to be like, oh, no! <laughs> She's been in a coma. What awoken her? <laughs> she smelled the spawn of a Gordon <laughs> growing inside. <laughs> and another pop culture reference, like Emperor Palpatine from like Star Wars. She wants to possess like the body of like <laughs> your unborn baby. <laughs> she used the midichlorians to create life. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. She's Darth Plagueis. She created you know Barbara Gordon. <laughs> Darth Barbara the Wise or whatever. <laughs> okay. We got to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, 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 I think this is like one of her best performances. Great Lee episode. Yeah. Yeah. Because, uh, they gave her a lot to do. I thought that like both she and Bullock had ample things to do in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Penguin, I, I don't even know what that was about. Uh, what are they doing to him? Like, 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 I don't like. Okay, I know it's a oh, fictional it show. A now play Duck Duck Goose. <laughs> I know this is just a show, and I know it's a comic, based on a comic book. But I hate how they're they're doing Arkham Asylum. Like Arkham Asylum is not the, it's not this like scary place where like criminally insane people are. It's like oh they're crazy, so they act like children. It's funny you see, and it's like Duck Duck Goose, you're the goose. It's like oh every time I, I see am that. Not a goose. I'm a penguin. Every time I see that, I just, I just like swear at the camera, the camera, the the, the show, and it's just like, yeah. okay, Jim. And what's the point of like, 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 oh, we're going, we're going to electrocute the the living hell out of you? Why? 
why not? And like he, and he's like, you'll pay for this. And like he gets shocked to crap and, and back. And they put that thing from like the Star Wars Christmas special on his head, and like she starts smiling, and it's just like <laughs> <laughs> the pop culture references. <laughs> it's it's it's, it's it, this is the part of the this is the lazy ass part of the show that I don't like. Like you know. Well, he's a mad doctor, so he's going to torture Penguin for reasons. You see, oh, you'll buy it because, like, you know, that's that's the kind of I think that we we're going for, and it's it's just it's like I like Hugo Strange. I don't like this really laissez-faire way they're going about it. What I don't like is uh, when when he sees Jim Gordon and Jim's like, ah, oh, Penguin, how I hate you, and Penguin's like, I did you a favor. <laughs> I, I'm in jail for murder because of you, and I'm like, exactly, like. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to, like, suck up to Penguin and that you owe him a favor now, but you can be nice to the guy. He he, he corroborated your alibi. Well, and, 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 well, in fairness, he, he – well, first of all, he's just like, give us a minute, which absolutely not. And in a sane asylum, a, a convicted killer, they're not going to leave him alone. I don't care if they are, like, with a cop. They're not going to leave him alone outside, so screw that. But also, like, like I liked how he's like, like I, I lied for you, Jim. He killed Gavin. And then like, you, look, you see the camera, and you see Ben McKenzie like, 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 like doing like, like the shifty eyes and yanking his collar, you know, being as obvious as possible. <laughs> <laughs> oh, which speaking of which, I, I sure uh, hope no one saw that. We, we we forgot to mention it, like when we were talking about Lee, is that like she says, like, okay, first of all, I know that you killed Gavin, and and he's a bad guy, but like, can you stop this lying thing? And he and he like he says I I uh, can neither say I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> Which uh, th- that was another thing too. Like the whole like metaphor for ah, you see the way that Nora feels about you know uh, Victor is parallel to what like you know Lee is feeling for Jim. Like they had to shove that down our throats like throughout the episode. Yeah, it was it was like, charming how thought they, how they how they thought that was deep. Yeah, like no, Nora says, can can you ever imagine seeing someone that you love? Go off the deep end, can you, Lee? Can you? Does that remind you of anything that's happening to you? Like, like I, I, fiance I, I, murdering I, the mayor. I gotta say, I am hating how they're doing Gordon on this television show. It's been going on for too long in the second season. Like he's not. <laughs> Sorry, Gotham fans. <laughs> this is not a very positive episode. Of I tried, you know. I don't want to try so hard. <laughs> yeah, join join us next week <laughs> because I'm sure that next if, if the promos. Oh, you're sure. <laughs> but like, but 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 you know what I mean. Like, like like Gordon, he's not a dirty cop. He's not a rogue cop. He never has been. He, he's doing the type of stuff that like the Gordon in year one and the Gordon from the first like three episodes of this series, frankly, like would have been like would have kicked the ass of. Yeah, like. <laughs> Year one Commissioner Gordon strips Ben McKenzie like Jim Gordon naked like flat. And, and, and I know that this show says, like, well, they're pushing him to the edge and, he, you know, he, he's got a break sometime. Okay, Gordon from the comics had his freaking baby tossed off a bridge and he never cracked. Granted, he survived because of Batman, but... <laughs> he was stripped naked by Jerome and then, like, put through a carnival. As he saw, like, naked pictures of his, like, wounded, you know, niece slash daughter. Don't say Jerome. <laughs> <laughs> I know, <laughs> but 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 like 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 like, like the character, maybe it's it's an arch- a cheesy archetype. But Gordon's a great character, and part of that part of that greatness is that he really is. He's not. He is what Batman is not. He goes by the book, and that doesn't make him a weak character. But this show is so unimaginative that it just pushed him to be Dirty Harry. So why should we have a Batman? I don't know. That's, I, I I just I just like they're they're doing this constantly, and like they think they're getting away with it, but like, but they won't. I'll show them. By talking about it on the podcast. But on to some good stuff in the episode. Bruce Wayne, uh, thankfully, you know, had some good stuff. First of all, he's talking to Lee, you know, which, like, the snarky part of me is like, huh, I thought that, you know, like, 
he vowed on his Alfred vowed like on the Wayne's grave that he would never take Bruce to a psychiatrist. But I'm not going to hold the show against that because like that was a stupid promise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was a stupid line. Well, in fairness, they actually bring that up, and he's like, "Yeah, we'll screw it." <laughs> Well, and also Bruce made that promise to Alfred, like, okay, from now on we're going to do things your way. So that probably includes, like, you know, psychiatric help. Plus, Alfred has a crush on Lee, so any excuse together over to the house. <laughs> He's like, I just know. <laughs> He's probably thinking, you know what? That thing with, you know, Dr. Tompkins and Gordon, it probably isn't serious at all. It's probably just a casual thing. And then he opens the door and he sees Lee's baby bump. Cronky. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> Australian Alfred. <laughs> he, 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 he was so shocked that he turned Australian. Oi! <laughs> Alfred, what's wrong? Oh, lay! <laughs> and, and then Michael Scott goes, oh my gosh, is that Jim? <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> but again, you know, Bruce is awesome. And th- I will say this. They completely did what I begged them to do after after the mid season finale because I was a little annoyed how like Bruce like, kind of just shook off the whole experience of near death experience. But they've they've taken that and he says I can't be like this anymore and he seriously starts to Batman up in this episode and I loved it. Is that I, I feel it's completely appropriate towards the situation and his character. And again, Mazal's just crushed it. He was he was terrific, and I love just how I, I love how cold he was throughout. It was it was great. Oh, it, it, yeah, he was scary in that first scene with Lee. You know, um, I wish that she would have been a little more like emotional to him. But I, I feel like glad these two are sharing scenes now. Um, I don't want to say that they don't have chemistry because that's not true. But I think that like I'd like them the. I guess I would like their relationship to expand a little more. I'd like their relationship to be expanded more, but they've only shared two scenes together so far. So, and they're heading in the right direction. So that, that, that that's good. You know, so yeah, um, yeah. I want I want there to be a, a, like a relationship between the two uh, of them. Bruce shared scenes with three different people in this episode: um, Lee, Selena, and Alfred. And it's interesting because like how he played to each of them, the exact same. <laughs> I, I don't know. The, 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 I, I I don't know. It's I am liking this dynamic with Selena where like he will go to Selena for the things that he like will not go to Alfred for, like, you know, faking, you know, a, a scene from Saw or something like that. Or, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I, I, I just like how intense he was. And I, 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 I honestly, I like him lying to Alfred. Like, okay, you can kill him. Selena, give me a gun. I want to I want to kill him. I, that's good. I, I was surprised when Alfred's like, all right, we'll murder this guy together. It's like, whoa. Alfred's willing to commit like cold-blooded murder, which there's that scene. Batman Year Three, where, yeah, where he's contemplating it, but but he he's not going to go through with it. I don't mind um, it, and I don't I mean, mind if Alfred actually, yeah, if Alfred actually does it, I'll have a different you know reaction. Well, no, I I, I don't mind it in this instance because this is so early on, and like this is a very it doesn't bother me right right here because they're not fully established yet. I don't think all this investigation stuff. It's like, um, so I googled matches Malone and I found this. Couldn't we have gone to Detective Gordon for this? Well, you know, he's involved with a subplot somewhere else right now. Popsicles and all that jazz, Master B. Yeah, why didn't they go to the cops with that? Because he, oh, yeah, he, he, he did. He said he went to a different cop or something like that. Well, he could have told. He could have. Told the cop, can you start investigating this guy? Because he had to. We can't. I think we, you know. Like, 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 is 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 the Wayne murder case open, or is it st- still officially closed? The, we we talked about that during the Galavan episodes, because as far as the official public knows, like it was Mario Pepper. 
and like the mayor like made that the public face. And oh if, yeah! Oh, if they Christ. would have revealed that Mario Pepper was framed, that would have been like admitting that like you know the police were corrupt and Falcone. So like everyone had to keep the secret. But then Galavan just like all of a sudden was talking about it like it was an open secret. Like oh Bruce, I understand you never found the man that like murdered your parents. Like shouldn't shouldn't he like think be thinking that Bruce thinks it's Mario Pepper? But yeah, I'm wondering if we're forgetting. A scene from season one. We're not. They... The writers forgot. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> That's more than likely. <laughs> We've been micro analyzing this show since since, since like inception. You know, so <laughs> <laughs> trust me, <laughs> the, the writers forgot. Uh, I mean, you can you can always retcon that. Like at one point, you know, um, Alan and Montoya, you know, came forward. You know, uh, after they did their press conference in Reno with uh, <laughs> with their friend Lucius Fox. But did you like uh, how Bruce was in this episode? I did, yeah. yeah. That's one of the reasons why this episode was strong for me. Especially the scene with Lee where he was talking about, like, you know, his, like, oh, that was the other Bruce. Like, <laughs> that was... Yeah, 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 well, I think that people can be two things at once, don't you? A schoolboy and a detective or whatever. I mean, honestly, it was it was the least bit subtle. But Mazow's acquitted the, the writing. Yeah. You know, every time we see him, you know, he, he he's a little shy and nervous. We got to give that guy props next next time we run into him. He he's he's killing this. He really uh, he, I said the last time, I would like to see him in some sort of Batman role as as he gets older. I really would. Well, and and again, he said that he was pumped, you know, I said this last episode. He said he was pumped to be Batman in Hall H back in 2014. So like he he's not going to be like Tom Welling where it's like, "Well, I don't want to wear the costume." Like he <laughs> I, I want him to like grow into this role. In fact, uh, the kid who I used to watch season one with on the way home from school, like, like he said to me, like in one of the early episodes, that he want he didn't want the show to end like Smallville when like Bruce becomes Batman. That he wanted to see like this guy like actually go out and be Batman. He wanted like he he wanted that payoff. Well, because because the Gordon thing is is so galling that it would be cool to see this see David Mazalas' Bruce be more of a protagonist than than a Deuteronomist. Well what if we kill Gordon off and then just make this a Bruce show? And then, and then at, fine. <laughs> and then at Gordon's funeral there's like a mustache man, you know, with red hair that Bruce goes to. You must be, you know, Jim's brother, Jim. Here's here's his badge. You gotta stop doing that to me because you know I hate that. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that, that that's a Smallville reference. Uh, he, he'd be played by J.K. Simmons. <laughs> that's right. It was announced today that apparently J.K. Simmons is going to be Gordon in the movies. Like ben that McKenzie. really blows my mind. I'm, I'm not going to lie to you. Well, it, it, Ben McKenzie grows up to become J.K. Simmons. It's like uh, <laughs> on, on, someone made a point, like on how. I met your mother like um the narr- the narrator's Bob Saget but like the character's played by somebody else and somebody made a joke of that like he's like why is Bob Saget the narrator does the main character grow up to like morph into Bob Saget that doesn't make any sense Fred Savage becomes Daniel Stern <laughs> well and, and it's actually funny too because like in the finale of how I met your mother like when it cuts back to like the story that the narrator's telling he's not Bob Saget and he has like the normal actor's voice like Bob Saget is like retconned out of the final episode. Oh, that's a shame. Um, <laughs> he had to do a full house. I mean, even though that was like a year later, he had to do a full house reunion. 
when Selena came into the apartment, or the apartment, wow, when Selena came into the mansion. <laughs> Wayne uh, apartment. <laughs> yeah. The penthouse from the Bronze Age. Um, I, I typed into like our little chat window. Uh, ah, here we go. Kid count. And then I was like ready to like start counting all the time she called him kid. And not once did she do it. And I don't know if that was on purpose or something, but I was like, okay, she's not being condescending to him. I was a little um, puzzled because she's like, oh, come on. You couldn't even kill Reggie. How can you kill this guy? But then when he's like, well, I want to do it. But Bruce, killing's wrong. You shouldn't kill. And it's like, wait, what? Weren't you like just trying well, to Well, I think that was – like she likes the sweet boy that he was last fall and – she doesn't like like, like I, I, no one wants to see Bruce become worse than he is. I think that's what she, she doesn't care if she kills, but she likes him for like having a, a code of honor or something like that. So she doesn't want to see him spoil that. He, he was crying about his code of honor to her during the Reggie thing, and she was like, "I now okay." She, oh, I think that was more of like she didn't like how he made her feel about how she is as a person like like she she felt like he was indicting her character but for him to make a, make a murder she was she was perfectly fine with it she's a kid she's allowed to change her mind because like heaven knows that like when i was like a teenager you know like i changed my mind every single year after you kill people <laughs> yeah after i push junkies out of windows <laughs> like <laughs> I- i'm never gonna forget like there's a lot of things that i make fun of the show for and one of them is like in season one you had teenage batman and catwoman push a junkie out of a window <laughs> in season one you had jim gordon's wife be a freaking maniac <laughs> fiance but you know <laughs> in season one like <laughs> leslie Tompkins was like you know a-, a-, a brunette you know babe who like shacked up with jim gordon Duh. In season one, Bullock was a uh, Bullock. Gordon was a homeless cop. Many things. Do you have anything else to say about uh, the Bruce plotline? Um, like it's weird how re- it's weird how reliable his acting and that plotline has become. Because honestly, like like the the writing is always really good and appropriate. Um, so I I just I just I'm always really pleasantly surprised, and I know I always look forward to those scenes. That was A Dead Man Feels No Cold. Next week's episode is called The Ball of Mud and Meanness. And I was I was so afraid that this was going to be about Matt Hagen, you know, or, or Batman. Uh, oh, let me I... check it out. Um, oh, the what? The Futon Critic. The Alfred ball. and Selena help Bruce on his quest to find his parents' killer. Matches Malone. Guest star Michael Bowen. Meanwhile... Gordon follows up with Edward Nigma on Kristen Kringle's whereabouts, finally. And Hugo Strange, guest star B.D. Wong, continues his treatment to reduce Penguin's aggression. So that's what this is about. And the all-new Wraith of the Villains, the ball of Monday's episode of Gotham, airing Monday, March 14th. By the way, um, the the cast list like includes people who are not in the cast list anymore. But if, you look, but if you look at the guest cast list, it tells you like people who are legitimately going to be guest starring. Uh, Gertrude Cobblepot is coming back. I'm assuming it's going to be like a hallucination or a dream sequence. <laughs> or a ghost. And uh, Michael Bowen, you know, we, we have our matches Malone or like uh, – they gave him a first name in this. I don't remember. Patrick Malone. Patrick. Okay, so Don has not seen the promo for next week yet. Um, I saw it. I want Don to watch it now and, and react to it. Uh, doesn't that episode look promising? Though? Well, it was all mostly Bruce stuff, and not BS Gordon crap. <laughs> so definitely. Well, uh, according to the solicitation, we're gonna have like you know the rich of. Oh, why are you crying? You had to do that. 
<laughs> yes, <laughs> because you're dead, although, mother. And, although, and I, I am interested in like you know people being like, okay, like because Nigma did say, oh, Kringle like ran away with that other cop who disappeared. So like that was an explanation, and I was satisfied enough with it. But I am glad that they're doing more with it. I just hope it's not going to be anything stupid. Like he's going to like get at Bernie's, like you know, a single man. Or see, Toy Story, where like Woody takes like Buzz's arm and he like waves with it. Hi guys, it's me, Buzz Lightyear. Too. You know, I am on uh, uh, Devin Mazzaz's Twitter, and he's retweeting an Instagram post from Corey Michael Smith, who plays at Enigma. And Corey Michael Smith says that five days ago. Feeling bad for doing mean things to Bruce Wayne today. And Mazzao says, oh, Corey, it's all okay. Bruce, forget... Oh, wait, he doesn't. Revenge will come. So... <laughs> yes. So, so I mean, like, you know, like, like, like without spoiling much at all, there's going to be some sort of a confrontation between Bruce and Edward Nima down the line. Yeah, but... Oh, yeah, I was about to say, yeah, about to say that's probably, like, the season finale, because I'm assuming that... You know, I don't know, because I know that, like, the, uh, the, the CW characters, like the Flash and Arrow stars, they do episodes... Like, 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 fairly quick, fairly quickly in terms of like relevation, uh, relation to when they air, like maybe four or so weeks or five or so weeks. So I, it might not be terribly long. I don't know. Depending on what you're doing for. I remember in June when I saw them at Walker Stalker Con, they had like just filmed the, uh, the seat, the season premiere, which like aired in September. So, I mean, I don't know. How and that would have been like uh, July, August, September, October. Like four months before it aired? Three months, maybe. Because I think that they started in October this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think they're still relatively quick, all things considered. Now, it depends on whether they have, they have another break or not. Yeah, I don't think they're taking a break. I think they might have, they might have a, a, a Thanks, week break. Files. I mean, not that I don't enjoy watching the show. It, it, it's, it's just the whole, like, it's just the whole, like, weekly, you know, podcast thing. <laughs> So next week looks to be promising, and 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 they at least they kept the whole plot thing that he had like nice shoes because I remember that was like the only like I was in the stupid, case. but I allowed it. <laughs> I'm not a nice man. <laughs> you allowed as if you had the power to stop. <laughs> I'll just slide. So until then, this is Josh, and this is Don, and you've been listening to the Gotham Chronicle podcast, a podcast of justice and love. Oh, yeah.